found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a Friday here on the Ken Miller Show. It's Trent Conant and myself with you for the next two hours, as we are every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, right here on 1700 KBGG. It's a Friday. It's football season. We are jam-packed. Jason Symbol. We're going to head to Vegas right away here. In fact, a couple of minutes, we'll catch up with Jason. I'm reading a quote, David Purdom. Uh, who writes for ESPN.com. He's their sports wagering guy. He's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, and if you're into that kind of thing, um, well, you're really going to like the Jason Simple segment. If you're not, well, come back in about 10 minutes uh, because Tom Cakert from Hawkeye Report will be here, then followed up by Dylan Montz, who covers the Cyclones for the Ames Tribune, and then Bama Bob in the first hour. But I don't know if you saw this, Trent. Good afternoon, first of all. Hello. As always, good to see you. You've got a busy day, yes. busy night with high school football. Um, David Purdom asked, um, it was asking the sports books in Las Vegas about the, you know, the, how did, how did the world series treat you? Mm-hmm. Uh, when asked to discuss how CGT did symbol quip, do we have to? No. Six figure losses in game one, two, three, four, five, and six. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. That's because, and I don't know if you, if you follow it, uh, if you follow Purdom or RJ Bell on Twitter, there was a better in Las Vegas who let it ride with the exception of the very last game, game number seven. He didn't make a play. He started in game number one. I don't know what the original bet was, but he kept rolling it over and rolling it over. So subsequently he gets to game number six. And what was the number eight million that I see he had invested? You know, and I saw at that point then there were reports that he only bet only 2.9 of that eight million that he had won to that point. So he had already well kept five million, you know. You know good for him. I don't blame right, him a bit. Right. So there was he made fourteen. No, he didn't make quite that. Regardless, ESPN.com reporting today one over ten. Over so, ten, pretty yeah. good payday for the World Series. Pretty huh? good. Pay- how do you, how do you get on a roll like that? I mean, it was every other game, yeah. right? Nobody won two games in a row. So Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers, <laughs> Astros. Um, but just crazy. Yeah, it was. And yeah, to follow that story along and, and you know, the part about it, there was a, a connection to one of my buddies out there, Chris Andrews. Oh, sure. It's South Point. Is when he, it's a Russian gentleman or Eastern European. Oh, is it? See, I didn't know that. That's uh, what I had read last But a 20 something, right? Yep. Yep. Younger Eastern European. Most mm-hmm. people think Russian. A guy that is known a little bit, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Mostly an MMA better, in fact. Uh, There's some people that thought he was a front for a syndicate, something along those lines. But apparently when he walked into the South Point, the line, when they heard he was in the building, they shifted right away because they knew he was betting on the Dodgers that night. Yeah. And they shifted it. And they didn't even shift the Astro side. So at one point it was Dodgers. It went from minus 130 to uh, 125 to 150. And they still kept the uh, Astros at like plus 115 or whatever it would have been at that 130 price just because they knew he was in the building and they knew what he was going to bet. Isn't that something? Well, we'll get Jason Simmel. In fact, we can get him right now if you want. Uh, And then the 1 o'clock hour, uh, Vinny Iyer is going to be here. Vinny Iyer covers the NFL at the Sporting News. 135, uh, Justin Luch. I beg your pardon, Justin Luch. Jason Luch. Justin's his brother. Uh, Centurion Stone. Jason Luch. Albaugh Family Racing Stable. The owner of Cyclone Fanatic. Jason and his father-in-law, Dennis Albaugh, have a couple of horses in tomorrow's uh, juvenile, which is one of the races of the Breeders' Cup. So if you're into horse racing, 
and even if you're not, because um, you know the Breeders' Cup and these this race, uh, his two horses are in the juvenile, which is two year olds. Every two year old on January the first, regardless if that's the day that they were foaled or not, they turn another year older. And what does it mean when a horse turns three? Well, that means that those are the horses that, uh, fortunately for the owners, uh, are twenty of them will uh, find their uh, way into the starting gate on the first Saturday in the May of the Kentucky Derby. So we'll get uh, Jason in here to talk about his horses, and one in particular, Free Drop Billy, who is going to be one of the favorites. Uh, it's a $2 million race if they win. Uh, I think the winner shares $1.2 million. Um, but lots of reasons to talk to uh, Jason, obviously a huge Cyclone fan. As the owner of Cyclone Fanatic, he's Chris Williams, boss, and uh, all the uh, staff over there, and a good guy, uh, a flat-out good, good guy. Uh, so we'll do that about one thirty-five before Trent and I get into our picks. Let's head out to Vegas, uh, where we're reading at ESPN.com, uh, Jason Symbol, that uh, the World Series was not good for CG Technology. You're quoted uh, when asked if you want to talk about the World Series. You replied, well, do we have to? And then let it be known that uh, CG suffered six-figure losses in game one, two, three, four, five, and six. The it was not pretty, that's for sure. It was a, a very bad World Series. I mean, the volume was great. It was incredible amount of volume on these games. Unfortunately, all of them went against us. Even Game 7 or Game 7 went against you, but just not to the extent as the first six did? Well, it's funny. We actually won Game 7. We needed the Astros in Game 7. However, we needed the Dodgers to win the World Series for our futures. Mm. So we still ended up with a combined red number. So even though we won the game... We technically lost overall, so you could say we went 0-7. At one point during the baseball season, what was the best price you could have got the Astros at? Do you recall? Uh, not offhand, but I don't. they were never really ever a big long shot. I mean, they were a pretty much um, you know, 12 to 15 to 1 at the most pretty much during the year because if you remember, they were one of the favorites to come into the season, and then they got off to that ridiculously hot start. So they really never were a very big price at all. All right, Jason, uh, let's get into the bet that uh, people are talking about, the rollover guy in the World Series. Let it ride. Let it ride, goes through six games and finally pulls it off the table, if you will. Uh, Did you get in contact with him? Did you see him? Do you believe all of this story? Where are you at with this whole thing right now? Well, I mean, I don't, I can't say what happened at other locations because I don't know, but I can tell you, uh, you know, as Ken said, from, you know, we had big losses on almost every one of the games. Um, you know, six of the seven games we, so, we, uh, we suffered pretty, uh, pretty bad losses, and uh, the majority of that were to, uh, was to one high-rolling customer. So you know, what he did at other places I can't say, but I can tell you that uh, we did not have good results during any of these games. He cleaned your clock. So is this a guy, Jason, I know you, don't, you can't, and, and, and rightly so, you can't you know, talk about the customer, but is he a guy you've seen before? Can you at least um, can you, can you say that, yes or I mean, have you seen this guy before or can you not say? No, I mean, I'm not going to give too many details, but, you know, this is certainly a, a – uh, th- we were not anticipating this heavy action at all, but it did come, and, and here we are, uh, unfortunately, on the losing end of it. Uh, what about 2018? Uh, baseball season is over. Um, people come to – baseball fans are in Vegas 365 days a year, and uh, a lot of people like the futures. Are your uh, MLB futures up yet, or when do you anticipate that? MLB futures are up. Look, you don't know exactly what's going to happen in free agency, but for the most part, you know, you have the core, these core teams uh, around, and the Dodgers are the favorite again. You have to remember, you know, we are a Dodger town and here in Vegas, only a few hours away from, from L.A. And plus, look, they did have the best record this year. 
uh, and they uh, they have the core team coming back. Young guys are are, are going to get a little bit better. So Dodgers at five to one are the favorite, but the Astros, the Indians, the Yankees hot on their tails. How about the Cubbies, Cubbies as well. I mean the Cubs, Cubs and the Nationals are right there too. Um, I'm going to. Uh, Pull up the uh, the current prices. I know the Dodgers are the favorite. They're sitting at five to one. Cubs are are there at ten to one. The uh, the Astros and the Indians are at six to one. So those are the teams that are really uh, in the top position. And like I said, the Yankees at eight to one as well. When I get out there, I'll throw a few quid down on my Minnesota Twins. What do you got for a price for the Twinkies? Sixty to one on the Twins. So that's yeah. a pretty decent uh, pretty decent size uh, price for you. Interesting. Uh, what about the Jets last night? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. The Jets had 11 sacks all year. They got seven more last night. The Bills were a favorite. Uh, did you guys kind of uh, get a little bit back on the Thursday night football to maybe balance a little bit from what you lost in the World Series? How'd you do last night? Uh, we did pretty well last night. The Jets were uh, were a good game for us. Everybody bet the Bills. You know, the Bills had kind of been on a little bit of a winning streak. They had the big win against the Raiders last week. That cost a lot of people because. A lot of people bet the Raiders, so the Bills kind of were a little bit of a public darling here in this game, and the Jets really won pretty easily, uh, which was good for us. So certainly not complaining about last night's result. Cowboys and the Chiefs, Ezekiel Elliott, he's mm. away, he's mm-hmm. back. How do you deal with this? Oh, my gosh. It's very frustrating because it doesn't seem like anybody knows, so the lines are moving all over the place, and it's almost like you have to just wait and see until Sunday morning if you're even going to bet, if you're even going to bet this game. Right now, we figure Zeke is in, as the news broke this morning. So the Cowboys are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. But if you wanted to bet this yesterday, the game would have been pick because we didn't think Zeke was playing. So he, he is moving this game about two, two-and-a-half points. And that's pretty significant because, you know, you go from the Cowboys needing to win by three or more to the Cowboys just needing to win if he's not playing. So there's really, uh, you know, I, I've never seen anything like this with, you know, a, a, non, a, a non-injury where a player is, you know, status is questionable every week so it's a bit frustrating but that's what it is uh deshaun watson's injury uh, how quickly did you have to adjust i mean obviously instantly but uh what was that adjustment justin Jason? yeah that was a big adjustment that was pretty you know pretty sad to see that guy go down because yeah. he was one of the bright spots of this of this season uh they were a 12 and a half 13 point favorite uh on sunday against the colts that number is now seven mm. so he didn't move the line that much you know, we had to move that right away. And the futures, I mean, this team has a losing record to begin with at three and four, and they were a forty to one shot to begin with. Now they're a hundred to one. So mm-hmm. the Texans really uh, are going to struggle without them. Uh, the two locals in college football: Iowa State on the road at West Virginia. Iowa home with Ohio State. Two-way action, or is there a side that you guys are heavy on right now with those two matchups? So starting off with Ohio State, Iowa. Um, we're going to need Iowa in this one. Um, you know, a home dog of of you know. Over uh, double digits, 18 points is the number now. Uh, some some action on Ohio State early on. Not surprising, people. You know they were pretty impressive, even though they eked out the win against Penn State. They really did have you know way more yards, and they were the better side for the majority of that game. Some special teams cost them. Uh, Iowa State West Virginia is a pretty fun game. Uh, West Virginia is a two point favorite. We've actually taken mostly Iowa State action on this one. Number was actually two and a half. West Virginia minus two and a half. It came down to two. Um, so, you know, Iowa State here, uh, a small underdog on the road. I think last week, Jason, you said that uh, Jason Simple CG Technology, the Venetian Palazzo, Cosmo Palms, Tropicana, Silverton, Hard Rock, and headquartered at the M. That's where you can find CG Technology as they own the books at those properties. Uh, last week you said uh, the Vegas Power Rankings at CG had Iowa State, I think, 26th. Uh, after the TCU win, did you adjust them? 
Yep, Iowa State did get adjusted. They're uh, up a few points. They're 21 right now, so they're uh, you know almost into the top 20, and I would imagine if they can win this week, they will be. Good stuff. Jason, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Jason Symbol. CG Technology as we go inside the numbers and do so where the numbers matter, and that is in the desert in Las Vegas. How about a last look with Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes and Dylan Montz on the Cyclones? That's coming up next. Trent and I are here until 2 o'clock, Monday through Friday, noon to 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. With 20% back in rewards on color copies from Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence to leave behind presentations that customers will read, not recycle. The confidence to produce color manuals that'll keep your business in the black. The confidence that your financial forecast will no longer be partly cloudy. Show off your business in full color for less at Staples. Now get 20% back in rewards on color presentations, manuals, and copies. Staples, it's pro time. Visit staples.com slash 20 color. Expires 11417. Exclusion supply. This is Trent Condon from 1700 KBGG. For every 10 miles per hour over 50 miles per hour, the risk of death in a crash is doubled. Make zero fatalities your goal and slow down. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Special Olympics Iowa will host their annual state bowling competition on Saturday, November the 18th at Bowlerama and Merle Hay Lanes in Des Moines. Bowling sessions will begin at 9.30 in the morning and continue throughout the day. Bowling is one of the most popular Special Olympics sports. It is a particularly beneficial sport to people with intellectual disabilities, regardless of their age or sports abilities, since it ensures participation and social integration. Plus, it's great fun. Athletes will participate in singles, doubles, unified doubles, or unified team play. Come out to Bowlerama or Merle Hay Lanes on Saturday, November the 18th to cheer these athletes on as they bowl. If you're interested in volunteering for Special Olympics Iowa State Bowling Tournament, go to soiowa.org backslash volunteer to get signed up today. For more information about Special Olympics Iowa, log on to soiowa.org or call the state office at 515-986-5520. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness, give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358. 
515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Seventeen hundred KBGG. Trent and I will take our last look at the Hawks and the Clones. Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune coming up in about oh, five or six minutes. Right now, he's Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com as we get our last look at Iowa before they take on Ohio State. But before we do that, Tom Caker, good to talk to you. Let's go back to last night, Tom. And uh, that was that their final exhibition game, Iowa, last night? I believe it was. Yeah, that was the, the one of uh, two, and it was kind of a nice thing because it's uh billy taylor's the coach of uh belmont abbey and he's the former uh, director of basketball operations uh for iowa under fran so and a former fran mccaffrey player and assistant so um, you know it was nice that he could do him a solid and bring him in and uh you know iowa got through that one and uh pulled away it's kind of the same uh you know, way it played out in the first one where it was kind of closer than you'd expect in the mm-hmm. first half, and then Iowa just pours it on the second half and wins comfortably. Mm. Jordan Bohannon, uh, if he's going to have an off night, last night would be a perfect one to choose. Sounds like he did. Uh, was just a, 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 I mean, he just didn't have his shooting eye last night, Tom? He didn't shoot much either. I think he only took three shots. So, um, you know, there was some rumbling. Somebody said, and I, I did not, you know, obviously don't listen to the radio broadcast since I'm in the building, but uh, someone said that in the first game that that uh, Dolph and Bobby mentioned that maybe he's battling a little plantar fasciitis in his foot. So maybe that's why he's not uh, kind of shooting as much. He's trying to take it easy on his foot. I, I don't know if that's true or not, and he hasn't said anything about it yet. So we don't know. Luca Garza offensively appears to be very developed. Tyler Cook looks like he's taken another step forward. Do you see those two guys, even with the depth up front, you know, seeing 25-plus minutes a game? Yeah, I would think Cook in particular is probably going to play 30-plus a game um, just the way he's playing. I mean, he is uh, he was pretty good last year. He's even better this year. The game is, he's kind of talked about this, that the game has slowed down for him and He's just being much more patient and uh, and 
he's already super explosive. So I, I kind of think he's primed for a pretty strong year. And, uh, and Garza's just, you know, there was a play last night that just tells you everything about Luca Garza. He takes about a 10 footer from the baseline and misses it. But he said, I knew the minute it left my hand, I was going to miss it. And he, heard, he could, uh, he said he could hear his dad's head, voice in his head <laughs> saying, go get it. And he went and grabbed the rebound and, and put it back in before anybody could get it. So that just tells you about the effort of that kid. Uh, what about Connor McCaffrey last night, Tom? I thought he was good. Um, you know, he finally made a basket. His, uh, his jumper is still looks a little flat, but I like him in there, just run the team. He's always got his head up. He's looking to advance the ball with the pass uh, rather than kind of just bringing it down by himself and, and trying to create something. And uh, I, I think they're going to play a little bit of Bohannon at the two with him out there from time to time. So I, I think that's kind of interesting, too. And Jordan likes that, too, because he can. Then he goes, then I can just come off screens and shoot. That's a little bit different uh different look for him as a shooting guard. Uh, certainly something that Bohannon does very, very well is shooting. Well, over to the football side of things with you, Tom, and it is the Buckeyes. Give us a realistic path. How does Iowa pull the upset? They're not beating them like they beat Michigan 14-13 last year. No. I, I, the problem with this one is that Ohio State's just so dynamic on offense, and what they have that Michigan didn't have last year is a quarterback who can run. Uh, JT Barrett's got over 500 yards rushing this year, and uh, Michigan did not have that last year. So that that's number one on the list. I, I think Iowa's got to probably create two to three turnovers. They've yep. got to cash in on those. And if they if they can do that, I think they've got what I would call kind of a puncher's chance to, to do it. But, boy, given Iowa's uh, offense and – four of the five Big Ten games where they have not scored 19 more than 19 points in any of those games, it's just not realistic to think that Ohio State's going to be in the teens. They're going to have, Iowa's going to have to keep this game in the 20s to have any sort of shot, and boy, that's going to be awfully hard to do. Is, is there any chance, Tom, that Ohio State, is, that this is the trap game for them if they it's sandwiched between two big games in the, yeah. in the Big Ten East. I mean, we just saw Penn State last week in a phenomenal football game. Next week they'll host Michigan State at home. They go on the road. Might they be napping a little bit? I mean, you got to hope for that, I guess. I would have uh, I would have said that until I saw the college football playoff rankings and I saw where Ohio State was in there, yeah, and the I don't outside, think yeah. that. I don't think that's, you know, if they would have been in the top four, then mm-hmm. maybe you could think, well, yeah, maybe they're going to sleepwalk in, in here to Kinnick on a, you know, kind of a November afternoon that will be kind of gloomy. But I, I just, uh, you know, when they're not in that playoff thing, th- this is where Urban piles one on. This is the kind of the situation <laughs> where he yeah. he just uh, goes and tries to bury you to to send a message to the college football playoff committee that we're pretty good. They are pretty good, Tom. There's no doubt how good this Ohio State is. Now, offensively, I thought Nate Stanley, another step forward in his development last week, played well. Just didn't have a whole lot of help around him. You don't have to play perfectly, but you got to play very, very well, obviously, in this one. Stanley, how big is the upside for him? You followed his recruitment, obviously, very closely over at Hawkeye Report. You know, A guy that, if I remember correctly, a real good athlete coming out of high school. Yeah, he was a very good athlete in high school. I mean, three-sport kid. He, uh, you know, could throw a baseball uh, close to 90 miles an hour, and 
He was a good basketball player. I think one of the things I've been maybe surprised by is that he just doesn't run as well as I thought he would um, this year. He just hasn't been able to do a whole lot in that area uh, of the game. But I'm seeing him come along. You saw that moon ball that he threw to Noah Fant down the field that maybe he's kind of figuring out that deep ball a little bit better uh, and what he has to do, put a little more air under it. Uh, and if he can hit a couple of deep balls, and I think that's probably one of the paths to victory too, is he's going to have to hit some of those deep passes uh, to give Iowa um, that that opportunity that they could potentially hang around and maybe steal this one late. But uh, they're just uh, as good as Ohio State's offense is. Their defense is almost just as good, especially up front with Bosa and all those guys. They're just. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I mean, they got 20 sacks this year already, yes. and uh, and they're just and they the, the incredible stat I saw for them. They have 71 tackles for loss this season. Wow, <laughs> Nick Bosa, he's <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, that bloodline's pretty darn good. Uh, Tom, great yeah. stuff. Thank you. We'll talk to you next Friday. We appreciate you coming on. Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport.com. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Uh, we go from the uh, Hawks to the Clones. Let's grab Dylan Montz. Dylan uh, Montz uh, covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. Dylan, how's things? Not too bad, guys. How are you doing? Uh, doing fine. Making your way out to Morgantown as Iowa State will take on West Virginia. And, uh, Dylan, um, were you, I don't want to say glued to your TV, but back on Tuesday, 6 o'clock, and the, the, the college uh, football playoff ranking show is uh, now a staple for the next four weeks. Did you watch it for the first time knowing that Iowa State would be uh, a part of this thing. Kind of surreal that we're even having this conversation. Yeah, I actually didn't get to watch the the TV broadcast because Iowa State was holding their interviews with coordinators and and players that night, so we were kind of in the middle of all that. So it was kind of interesting, actually, to get a a real-time reaction from players. A couple of them were asked about it, and of course, it's been kind of the norm this season. Nobody really hyped it up too much. Obviously, for fans and, and everybody else, it's significant given how the first few games of the season went, just that, like you said, that we're even talking about it. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's what two top five wins will do. And that's what a four and uh, month of October will do. But um, yeah, Iowa State's positioned itself really well for the last four games of the season. So it'll be interesting to see how they can continue what they've been doing. You know, and it, it feels at least to me, Dylan, like this is a really dangerous game. Oklahoma goes without saying. You're excited for that one because you have an opportunity against Oklahoma. Kansas can't avoid a letdown. You know, we've had all these Texas Tech 66-10 the year before. Can't allow them to let that linger. Then, of course, you got TCU coming to your building last week. And this one, though it's a good West Virginia team, it just doesn't seem to have, I don't know, the same kind of excitement. It's almost people are looking back still to October instead of forward to November. Do you sense that a little bit, too, from the fan base? From the fan base, sure. Uh, I, I don't get as much sense of that from the team. You know, that they can ask every, be asked every which way, um, you know, what the last month has been like. And, no, you know, they all say, sure, it, it was great, and, and it's good for the team, and we have a lot of confidence right now. But it's it, they're all quick to turn the page and, and talk about different things. But for the fan base, uh, there's no danger in them talking about it, and they should enjoy it. You know, Matt Campbell said, uh, you know, a million times that uh, this fan base hasn't has put a lot into the program and not necessarily been re- rewarded uh, a heavy amount, especially on a consistent basis. So I think for those folks, it's great and something they should relish and enjoy while while this is all happening. Um, but yeah, I, I don't get really a sense from the team that they view this game 
against West Virginia any differently than uh, what they would have seen Oklahoma or Akron even or PCU. Uh, It's all kind of feels the same to them from, from my stance. Interesting. Well, look at uh, they're going to try and throw the football, as you well know, Will Greer. That that's the strength of this offense is uh, is is throwing the football. Although Crawford's doing a nice job on the ground, but um, they're going to chuck it around. And and when they do, they're going to try and find Sims, who's I think leads the country uh, with touchdown receptions at fifteen. If he doesn't lead it. Be hard pressed to think that anybody's got more uh, touchdown, caught more touchdown passes than Sills. The secondary of Iowa State, which is uh, uh, playing pretty well right now, is going to be tested tomorrow. Yeah, I think with Iowa State, when they made this move to this three-three-five defense that they're in, playing a little bit more nickel, I think that's really kind of you know served everybody well. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how they utilize that against West Virginia because. The defensive line has played well in that three-man front and, and gotten some rush at times, but really just kind of held their own. And, you know, if Ray Lima's back and healthy, which it sounds like he will be, um, he can kind of help pave the way for, for linebackers. And then the, the secondary, which uh, did struggle at times, I think, uh, to begin the season, especially in that Iowa game, is playing uh, extremely well right now. And I think that's just a product of having seniors like Kamari Moya, Reggie Wilkerson, Everett Edwards, and then Brian Peavy, on the outside of the corner. So those guys are really, um, you know, they all talk about playing as one and doing that one eleven. So I think that's kind of the mantra and motto that uh, defensive coordinator John Haycock and all the seniors have kind of adopted. And, you know, you talk to anybody on the defense, that's, that's sure to come up at some point in the couple minutes that you're with them. So I think uh, they're just really um, – and then they talk about team football too. I think that's just kind of as, as plain as I can say it, what they're – they're trying to do right now and why they're having success. Bryce Meeker, the right tackle throughout the season, sophomore injured. What's the latest, any chance of him playing Saturday? And then uh, Sean Foster, a guy that almost played last year as a true freshman, now a redshirt freshman, and a guy that I know a lot of upside, that there's a lot of excitement about his future at Iowa State. Yeah, it almost certainly would seem Bryce Meeker would be out Saturday and uh, a little bit into the future, too. I know Matt Campbell kind of talked about it being something that's a little bit indefinite. Um, they hope to get him back at some point here down the stretch, but as to when, he's not exactly sure. And then Sean Foster is. He's, he's a young kid, just a redshirt freshman. He does have one start under his belt at Akron, um, but is really big and physical at six foot eight and 304 pounds, just kind of a, a load in there. And, uh, you know, there, there's a little bit of a learning curve, obviously, as a, as a redshirt freshman trying to go in and, um, you know, be the guy there. Uh, because earlier in the season, um, and as kind of the season went on, he was rotating a little bit with Bryce Meeker and coming in as a, on a backup basis and getting some snaps. But now he's going to have, um, you know, a lot of weight on his shoulders to try to come in there and be the guy. So um, a big test for him. But I, I know the coaches are high on him and his ability and potential. So, uh, be kind of interesting to see how he fares for sure. What do you make of this West Virginia Mountaineers football team, Dylan? Their uh, their best game might have come in a loss in in, in week one to Vatech. They were within a touchdown of them. They beat the teams in the Big Twelve that they should, that you would think. You know, a Kansas, a winless Baylor. They picked off Texas Tech. They played um, uh, who did they? Play? Oh, Oklahoma State. That was a terrific football game. Didn't end up going their way. TCU was within a touchdown. So they're a good team, but they. Don't have that, you know, that marquee win so far this year. What when you look at West Virginia, what do you see? Yeah, I think they're kind of interesting, and 
Um, you know, a little bit, I think that one of the big things to watch is kind of what happens in the second half because Iowa State, as we know and have talked about, is, has been, you know, lights out in the second half on defense. They, they've really just kind of locked down opponents and not really uh, allowed much to happen. And West Virginia, their offense has kind of been the opposite. They kind of light up a little bit in the, in the second half and kind of get rolling. I know they had to have a big comeback uh, against Texas Tech to go win that game. And then last weekend, kind of a similar thing. They kind of rallied back a little bit after being down pretty big yep. against Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State ended up going on to win the game. But, um, you know, with those offensive weapons, they can be kind of a dangerous team in that way. So something Iowa State is going to have to continue uh, the, the trend that it's been on in, in, in playing good second-half defense because West Virginia – um, you know, with how quickly they can score and with that combination from Greer to Sills, uh, they can come back in a hurry. So last thing for me here, Dylan, uh, this team on the road, they've been good on the road, and they were good on the road actually last year too. I mean, after the Iowa game, I thought they played pretty well also. Is there any kind of mantra, anything inside the locker room that they talk about when they head on on a road trip? Yeah, I actually talked to Matt Campbell and a couple of the players about that this week, and you know, their, their schedule and things of that nature don't really change, honestly. And it's really just a, a lot of team time together. They'll have meetings, they'll have dinners, uh, kind of like everybody does. But they really take that time, I guess, to kind of be around each other and keep things light. Uh, you know, and I think that goes a long way, too. They can kind of go into Saturday kind of, you know, feeling good about themselves and, and having that sense of togetherness that I know uh, they always talk about. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for them is just to kind of all be together. Last thing, Dylan, we've got like 30 seconds left. Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune, amestrib.com to read Dylan and Travis Hines uh, and the entire paper for that matter. Uh, last weekend was one of those secret scrimmages as we moved to basketball just real quick. Nebraska, Iowa State. Um, I, I did see some stuff trickle out. It sounded as though, though Nebraska was uh, able to, uh, to hand it to Iowa State. What have you heard, if anything, regarding the scrimmage from last weekend? Yeah, you can only take so much into those at times, but it sounds like the defense maybe lacked a little bit at times in the first half, uh, picked up a little bit in the second half. I think the Iowa State outscored him by one point in that period, but uh, it sounds like Donovan Jackson plays well. Cameron Lard, I think, had a had a nice showing, and you know I know people uh, are high on him, but should probably temper their expectations for, for what he can do. But I think there were some positives and certainly some negatives, and that's what you're going to find with any new team kind of trying to gel eight guys together. No question about it. Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune. Dylan, uh, safe travels. Uh, we'll talk to you on Monday after Matt Campbell's press conference. We'll get to you as we normally do at one twenty. We appreciate you coming on, as always, today. Thanks, Dylan. Yep, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dylan Mont's as we get our last look at the Hawks, Tom Kankert, HawkeyeReport.com. And, of course, you just heard Dylan Mont's from the Ames Tribune. We'll take a timeout. Why, Bama Bob is coming up next. Inside college football, when Trent and I return, it's the Ken Miller Show. We're on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. 
Hiring is important, but finding the right people can be a real challenge. That's why ZipRecruiter is obsessed with finding you qualified candidates fast. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds candidates with the right experience. Then, their proprietary job alerts notify the most qualified people to apply for your job as soon as you post it. You can even add screening questions to your job post, narrowing your focus to only relevant applicants, saving you time. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just one day. The right candidates are out there. This is how you find them. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. We're so confident that ZipRecruiter will get you better results than anywhere else. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash build. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash build. ZipRecruiter.com slash build. Here's a list of reasons why AT&T prepaid is a great prepaid choice, according to Julius and Deb. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. I just said that. Well, it's worth repeating. AT&T prepaid has no annual contracts. And AT&T's reliable network. There's no hidden fees. No credit checks. No compromises. No strings attached. AT&T prepaid has plans for people who like great prices. Plans for people who like great deals. Flexibility. Reliability. Customers named Deb. Customers named Julius. Customers in Albuquerque. Customers in Springfield. Which one? All of them. The list is long. Really long. Thanks, Julius. Thanks, Deb. You're welcome, announcer guy. No matter your reason, switch to AT&T Prepaid to get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free and all the advantages of AT&T's reliable network with no compromises. Limited time offer available at participating AT&T stores. Requires new line of service, $45 or $65 plan and auto pay. Reliable network claim for third-party sources. Fees, coverage, and other restrictions apply. Details at att.com slash prepaid. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Conlon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. 
1700 KBGG in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, we will have Vinny Iyer to talk some NFL. He's the uh, national uh, columnist for the Sporting News. Vinny will stop on here in here at about one fifteen, And then uh, Jason Luch, part of the Alba Family Racing Stable. Follow him on Twitter at CyFanatic. He is also the owner of Cyclone Fanatic. Uh, and has uh, the Alba Stable has a couple of horses in tomorrow's Breeders' Cup. One of them, Free Drop Billy, is clearly... Uh, and maybe the other one, too, Hollywood Star. Their best one might be on the sideline. Uh, we'll talk about him as well. Dak Attack, named after Dak Prescott, oh. as Jason's big uh, Cowboys fan. So he might have a couple in the Derby, in the starting gate on Derby Day. But we'll we'll talk the Derby's first Saturday May. Long way to go before then. But the Breeders' Cup is coming up on Saturday. And you'll gonna, you're going to give us a pick or two in the Breeders' Cup? I have Cup? one. I have one okay. horse I like more. I'm going to wait until our picks for football. That'll be good. We're I'm... all going to get rich tomorrow in yes. the, the penultimate race. I think race 11. All right. We'll all fatten our bank accounts. Let's get to Bama Bob. He talks college football with us. Is uh, three times a week now that the uh, playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. We recap on Wednesday. We preview the weekend at this time uh, with Bama Bob. Bama Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Bama. How are you? Uh, doing great, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Bama, there's a really good slate of games this week. I will let yeah. you go. If Biggest game in your mind, and then you can go ahead and talk about it, and we'll cover some of the rest after you declare what you think is the biggest game of the week. Well, I think it's the, uh, it's got to be Bedlam, guys. Um, one of these teams is going to get knocked out of the of the title race. I think they're both still in the playoff hunt. Um, you know, differing degrees of, um, you know, accessibility to that, if you want to look at it that way. Oklahoma, obviously, the big win. Listen, this, these are the two teams we thought were probably going to be undefeated at yeah. this point. In this, uh, you know, maybe not Oklahoma because they did have the big game against Ohio State. But um, we, you know, listen, at least in the conference, we thought these two were going to be the ones that you know played for the conference championship, and they may ultimately play for the conference championship. Uh, in fact, I think the prevailing opinion was not only for all the pundits, but for the Big Twelve office as well, because they moved this game yeah, from the end of the true. season. So they could avoid a, uh, a repeat the next week in the title, in the quote-unquote title game. Um, but look, I mean, it's, it's, it's the two quarterbacks that we want to see, uh, you know, Mayfield and Rudolph. Do it, they get it done a little differently. Mayfield, much more of a fiery competitor. Not that Rudolph's not fiery or competitive, but you know what I mean. He's just, Mayfield's out there, you know, with the, with the headband bandana and absolutely fearless. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a hit, we'll stand in. The pocket will, you know, made some mistakes, not afraid to make a mistake. I think that's what I like about him more than anything is, is it's always next play with him. He's willing to – he's got a little bit of Brett Favre in him, guys, in terms of, of the risk-taking, and, and I love that about him. Uh, whether you like him personally, whether you like the attitude or not, uh, he's fun to watch. Uh, Rudolph, a lot, you know, just great throwing the ball, driving it downfield. Uh, the game's in Stillwater. Uh, Oklahoma State actually favored by two and a half. Kind of surprised me. I think that might say some about the concerns some people are having with the with the Oklahoma defense. And look, the Oklahoma State defense has been better than I think people are giving it credit for. Um, Oklahoma State, I think, runs the ball maybe a little bit better. But you know, listen, both these teams, the challenge for for both is obviously 
you know, this 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 is the rivalry game. So to move this, I kind of equate it to Alabama Auburn playing on this on this date. I mean, it, it's just you're so used to playing this game at the end of the season, and so the challenge for the winner, especially, is next week. You know, Oklahoma State goes to Ames, and TCU comes to Norman. Yeesh. So, as big as this game is, and usually you're used to playing it at the end of the season, maybe for the conference championship, you've almost both these teams. Whoever wins it has got a monster game next week. So, but that's where I'm starting. Um, there's a lot of other good ones as well. Two big ones in the ACC. That's probably we will probably know who's going to be playing in the ACC championship game after tomorrow's games. Uh, but for me, uh, I'm starting with Bedlam. So uh, another one, and there's plenty in the tank for Alabama, LSU, and uh, it's been a great matchup in the past. Mm-hmm. Will we get a good matchup? Is this going to be a boring 17 nothing kind of game? What do you expect to see tomorrow night? Um, well, sorry, Trent, I, I, I could barely hear you, but I did hear Alabama LSU. So, um, you know, listen, we're th- this game again, back in the day, we're, we're five years ago, uh, this six years ago, back in the less mile heyday, if you will, this was the game in the SEC. I mean, the East was down, you know, post-Urban Meyer, post-Tebow. Uh, you know, the, the SEC East, you know, was, you know, the kind of the, the, the last couple of years of Mark Rick, you know, Tennessee struggled for years. Um, it, it, was, it was clearly down, and this, this was the game in the conference. Uh, it's not taken on that the last several years. I, you know, uh, Alabama, I think, has won five, six straight, um, including I think the last win LSU has in the series was the field goal game back in 2011. They're favored by 21. They're coming out um, ranked number two in the playoff poll. I think they'll never admit it. I think that got their attention. I think they're upset about it. Um, I think they want to prove that the poll, that the uh, committee got it wrong. Uh, listen, LSU's only going to go as far tomorrow as Darius Geis is going to carry them. Mm-hmm. And I mean that literally. And that, you know, we've seen Alabama shut down Leonard Fournette. And I think that's the challenge tomorrow. I just don't think Edwin can beat him. He doesn't have the weapons on the outside like, you know, that they're used to having in Beckham and Jarvis Landry in the past. And I think, uh, you know, Alabama will certainly, guys, take their chances with, with Etling trying to beat them from the pocket tomorrow um, or outside the pocket if he dares, which I don't think he will very much. So I don't know that I totally agree with the 21-and-a-half. Both teams coming off a bye week, so injuries shouldn't really be a problem, you know, other than long-term injuries. Which uh, So everybody you know who's been playing for eight weeks should be healthy and ready to go. It's prime time. Um, I look for Alabama to win. I look for it to be comfortable. Um, but listen, you give LSU credit, they're coming off the back-to-back wins uh, over A&M in Florida. So after that Troy debacle, they have righted the ship. Mm-hmm. They are facing a tough challenge tomorrow, I think. No doubt about it. Bama, let's go to the ACC. There's an unbeaten at number 10 in Miami. I think we all feel that uh, uh, you hate to be seven games in and still be thinking a team is a fraud. But I, I, I think that Miami is a, a nice team. I don't think they're an unbeaten team at this point. Vatek with a little something to play for here. Uh, Virginia Tech, Miami as we go to the ACC. Bama, what should be a pretty good football game? How do you see it? It should be. And Virginia Tech favored. In this one, by well, it's basically a pick them, but you know, favored by a point, and I, I think that kind of is right in line with what we're talking about. People are not sold on Miami, despite listen. I love the quarterback play they're getting out of Malik Rozier, and, and Mark Rick has been known that's his specialty. You know, quarterback coach, quarterback whisperer, whatever you want to call it. 
uh, and he's done a great job in year two. You know, Miami's position is, listen, all we can do is win the games that we're that are on our schedule. And, you know, starting tomorrow and then, of course, next week, Notre Dame, uh, they're going to have a chance to shut everybody up. And if they, if they win these two, they're going to move up in the standings from 10 because, you know, inevitably some, somebody's going to lose Bedlam. Somebody's, you know, other teams are going to lose because they're going to be playing one another. Um, and they're going to have a shot, obviously, head-to-head at Notre Dame. So they can get themselves squarely in the playoff picture, guys, uh, with, with wins in the next two weeks. Now, whether they can do it or not, I'm not sure. I think this is a tight game. You know, part of me wants to say, yeah, Miami's a fraud. But I'll tell you, that's a tough place. I'm I like Rozier. I like him better than Josh Jackson. Uh, I do, and, and I just think that um, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes wow. in this one. Even I, I do think that they have been you know, a little overinflated. I think the rankings are fine. I don't have a problem with them being undefeated and behind a bunch of one-loss teams right now. Nor do I, uh, because you know, and same with Wisconsin because they really haven't played anybody. Um, you know, top ten worthy, if you will. But this is their shot, and this is their chance. And uh, I think they're out to prove some people wrong. It's a tough place to play. And I'm just going to go with the Hurricanes just because I like Rozier. Well, it's going to be late at night, 945 Central kickoff, Bama. Eyelids might get heavy, but for a lot of people, probably their first look at Khalil Tate of Arizona, a good look Mm -hmm. against USC. Arizona uh, kind of jumping onto the national scene. It is still USC, though. Can the Wildcats pull the shocker here? Oh, I don't think it'd be a shocker. I mean, I, I listen, USC outside of Florida State, and we know why Florida State is where they are. USC is probably the most disappointing team in the country because they're a team that came in, I think, you know, top five expectations, and rightly so with with Darnold. Um, you know, they in the, the way they've lost games has, has just been, you know, disappointing. I think, especially listen, Notre Dame is better than we thought, but. They weren't competitive in that game. And, uh, you know, look, I, this is Rodriguez's sixth year. I think it's clearly his best team. It's taken him a while to give him credit. They've been patient with him. A lot of teams, you know, a lot of guys who come with that kind of reputation or that kind of salary really haven't done much. They're not going to get six years. So this is his sixth, and he's got them to where they go. But, yeah, I, I give Arizona, you know, better than a 50 50 shot in, in this game. And it all goes back to, the again, the offensive line play of USC. And, you know, Arizona back in the you know late '90s was the whole bear down Arizona defense. I mean, they were just known for that, and they're not there now. Just like you know, Nebraska with the black shirts; those days are long gone. But they're better than you think on the defensive side, and and USC has just absolutely struggled protecting Darnold, and he has let it affect him. He is he's clearly not comfortable back there. He you know he gets. He throws off his back foot. He throws late. Throws over the middle. All the things you're not supposed to do as a quarterback. Got a really bad propensity to turn the ball over. The desert is a tough place to play. Be it you know Arizona State, Arizona, wherever. I mean, it is just you know. I don't know. I I, I like Arizona. Uh, I give them more than a fifty-fifty shot. I do and, too. I like the points. I, I mean, I, I just think. I, and it's not necessarily that I'm I'm such a believer in them. It's just I've not seen anything really from USC that says that they're going to just come in and have their way with them. Mm. So, I mean, I, I, I just I like Arizona. Uh, I, I like them a lot. And, I, and listen, they got a lot to play for. They're not, in the, they're not in the playoff picture, I don't think. I'm not sure anybody in the Pac-12 is, but they got a shot to win the, to win the South and to get to the, 
title game, that's for sure. And if they do that, then they're a step away from the Rose Bowl. A lot to play for for the long game. Yeah, no doubt about it. Bam, we got uh, like 45 seconds left. Just Penn State coming off that loss last week against Ohio yeah. State. Uh, I mean, it's Michigan State, so there's there's plenty to play for. It's it's you know maybe the third best team in the well they are they, in the in the Big Ten East. Penn State let down. I mean, how do you get up after that deflating loss last week? Yeah, that's a tough one, Ken, because they had the lead. They should have won. They know they should have won. Had they won, they'd be clearly, you know, squarely in the playoff picture right now. Probably third, I would say, maybe even ahead of Notre Dame uh, had they won in Columbus last week. They would have knocked Ohio State not only out of the, probably the Big Ten, but certainly the national playoff picture. You know, they got they got to get Saquon Barkley going. You know, he had the two, the opening kickoff, and then a, a nice run early. But for the most part, Ohio State shut him down was ineffective, so he, he's got to be the key. But you're right. I mean, it's tough because, you know, you, you poured everything you had into that game. I mean, absolutely everything, and you didn't get it done. And you know in the back of your mind that, you know, your, your goals for this season are pretty much shot. You, mm-hmm. It's going to be a hard for you to win, the, to win the, the Big Ten East because you lose the tiebreaker. Ohio State's going to have to lose two games. I don't think that's going to happen. Nope. Uh, you know, although they got a you know tough one in Iowa, they still have Michigan, so it could, but probably not. And then, you know, are they going to be a team that's going to, you know, do the same thing, you know, kind of in reverse, maybe try to sneak into the playoff, not winning their conference? But it, it's it, it's just it's just tough, and and I don't know that they can do it. Uh, we'll find out how mentally tough they are because it's not an easy place to play, Michigan State. You know, like you said, third best team in their division. Uh, it, this is a this this is where coaches earn their money because it's the old expression: "Don't let one loss cost you two. Mm-hmm. And this is a classic game where that could happen because you poured so much into that game and you didn't come out, and it's really going to cost you. And, and it's reflected in the rankings. And um, you know, I, I, it's going to be a tough spot, but they've got the best player, and and not only in the game but in the sport. So I think they need to ride him tomorrow as much as they can, and uh, and and you know hopefully he can get them back on track because I, they did have a lot to play for, and that's kind of slipping away from them. Bama, we will recap it all at the same time on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Bama Bob. All right, guys, always enjoy. It. Thanks yeah, so as much. As do we. Uh, you can follow Bama on Twitter at Bama Bob B A M A B O B on Twitter. Trent and I are back with the one o'clock hour. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News. Uh, Jason Luch, Cy Fanatic, a little Breeders' Cup conversation, our picks to come as well. Uh, Trent and I are here Monday through Friday from noon to 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. 
Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. An important message from Medicare. It's Medicare Open Enrollment now through December 7th. Time to go online and look at all your Medicare plan choices. Like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Look for lower costs, more benefits. I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better? Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The IRS doesn't mess around. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. If you owe back taxes, call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Don't delay. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-364-9188. 800-364-9188. Optima Tax Relief. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the front of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research. 